0: And, you know, you will seek out that information. You will be constantly learning from other coaches, from
1: the industry. I think what you need to do is to reflect on the way you want to market yourself.
2: As a coach, we should have a coach. And what I found is that as a coach, we shouldn't have a coach. So, And I'm going to, to explain why. <laughs> Hey everyone and welcome to episode 4, season 3 of Life, The Mind and Other Shit. I'm your host today, Paul Smith, and I'm joined by two of our amazing coaches, Vijaya and Adele.
0: Hello everyone, this is Vijaya here. Super excited to be talking on a very important topic, so uh, I'm really excited about this one.
1: Hi everyone, Adele here. Also very excited about this topic. It's going to get interesting and looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, now interesting topic, I think, and we cover this a lot, we talk about it a lot in coaching minds in our webinars and everything we do, it's something that's close to our heart. So really excited to see where we take this session today. And but I just want to open up before we go in. So the topic of today is how important is authenticity in coaching, but just to get the just to get the discussion rolling. The first question I want to ask you guys is, have you had an authentic coach? And what do we mean by authenticity?
1: For me, I would say yes. Um, uh, I've had a very authentic coach. Um, and for me, the importance in that is um, the confidence, the knowledge, the alignment, and the comfort that you get from that person. The, 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 it gives you that space where you can really be open because if that person is not going to be authentic, you're going to feel it as as a client. And um, it's going to cause you to sort of be stuck and not open up as much as that you would.
0: Yeah, definitely. I've had an authentic coach. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it was one of the first sessions and impressions that I had about what at least coaching is. And, uh, you know, the person was just their true self. And, um, you know, um, the, their style of um, holding the space in the at least coaching it uh, reflected on the deeper values beliefs and it was like Adele said in total alignment with who they were so um, after that if we ever had uh, any other discussions I could just feel that the individual was exactly who they were even in the session and that helped me um, you know find that comfort zone and that comfort space where I was not bothered about my coach or him, but I could delve deeper and explore what is it that I wanted to explore in myself.
2: So what do we think? How would we define authenticity for everybody who's tuned in? Because I think, you know, it's easy for us to sit back and say we're, we're authentic. I'm authentic. But I think the moment when we say we're authentic, are we really authentic? <laughs> so I think it, it's one of those traits that we have that are kind of That's unspoken. I think it needs to be unspoken. But how would you define authenticity for our listeners?
1: For me, I would say confidence, self-awareness, transparency and consistency. Just those four words all bundled together give authenticity for me.
2: But do you think you could have some of those and not be authentic? Sorry.
1: No, I don't think so, because if you can be confident. But if you are not going to be authentic, you're going to lose your confidence, and your actions is going to be um, basically give you away at the end of the day. Your words can give you away that you're not being authentic. Um, So I think if you've got those traits, you more or less are authentic already.
2: Interesting.
0: For me, authenticity, see it's very difficult to understand one person in depth or you know it's it's really difficult but for me what is it that the okay coach brings to the space in the coaching space and uh, uh, away from the space when i'm interacting with him or her so you know if that is in alignment with who the individual is and uh, you know they are um, the same person um, in the session and away from the session uh, in terms of beliefs values uh, emotions actions right i think for me and whatever the external situation they are just themselves and they are true to their identity and uh, it is something that uh, you know i am comfortable with or i can associate with so it's not they are uh, you know someone in the coaching space and someone else in other conversations at least for me in my interactions that is what comes across as authentic
2: Yeah, I like both your views there. And I think one thing that I would add, I think that sits really at the heart of authenticity is integrity. And also, the coach, whatever they say they are or they believe in, they follow that up. So for example, we're talking about how important is authenticity in coaching. You can have so many coaches out there that are portraying that they're out there to serve others, to help others, to make a difference, but secretly they're in the industry or the ulterior motive to why they're in the industry is to make money. They're very money-driven or money-orientated. So for me, it's about whatever you put out there, whatever you portray yourself as, your actions follow your words. You stay true to what you are saying. For me, I think, and I, kind of, you've kind of mentioned you both mentioned that in the words that you use. Um, but I think for me, that, that falls highly under integrity as well.
1: Well, for me, that also brings to mind that you're not going to, as a coach, you're not going to be so focused on 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 demonstrating your skill that you're rather going to be yourself, um, and you're going to have that authentic manner for your client where they can open up. Um, it, it's just, you're not going to be so skill focused that I have to prove my skill, because you know you've got the skill. And you know, you are going to help your client, if it makes sense, what I'm saying.
2: You kind of mentioned the, the fake it till you'll make it kind of avoid that kind of attitude. Um, that's what I'm hearing from you. But the other thing we need to know is what no, note as well is that you know when we talk about authenticity we're not saying that as a coach you should be in the industry to serve to make a difference or sort of. if you're in the industry to make money then portray yourself and be honest about what it is that's driving you in that industry authenticity is as, as vijaya and adele both you've mentioned is, is staying aligned to your values and portraying your values and, and actually putting the values that are your true values out there and there's nothing wrong with having values. No such thing is a good or a bad value. This is values. And people will be more aligned to your true values. And you will attract the right people, the right clients, the right customers, the right audience when you're more authentic. If you're portraying one value and you secretly hold another value, you're going to attract the wrong audience. And it's going to cause not just your clients and audience problems in the long run, but also yourself.
1: it it comes to mind the word openness and how you conduct yourself is coming to mind with what you just shared. And as you say, you're going to attract the wrong people and you're going to put the wrong message out there at the end of the day. And it's, it's going to have repercussions on you as a coach as well. And um, so, yeah, for me, that's why I say you have to be authentic as a coach and who you are. And in order to do that, you're going to build that trust in your clients and the trust in yourself as well and you're going to have that self awareness um when you're authentic and you're completely aligned
0: we also delve towards this integrity aspect and authenticity when we're talking about ethics because that is where you know uh, if um like we mentioned, say, under pressure or, uh, you know, uh, or under any circumstance, if you get a client who is not, uh, you know, who has come with a statement for exploration, which is not your area of expertise or it's not your skill set, right? How authentic are you? And, you know, you are um, directing that client to the best suited coach instead of you taking it on so i think that's also somewhere a lot of it is covered in the uh, ethics part of it which is where you uh, also intertwine integrity so i think the decisions they make uh, also which impact the client and if i'm a client right uh, you know i can feel those decisions uh, or you know the authenticity like you mentioned through the non verbal cues you can often you know understand it through the non verbal communication that uh, makes you also go on alert as a client and you feel a little uncomfortable like if i am being coached by someone who is not the right fit for that particular problem statement right i can feel it in my sessions and then the focus goes away from the problem or the delve bring deeper that I need to do to the, uh, you know, coach and what is troubling the coach. So I think that also is portrayed, like you mentioned, it's an implicit trait, authenticity.
2: Yeah, I like that, Vijaya, and it it makes me kind of think along a different lines when it comes to authenticity, not just kind of ourselves out to be something we're not and then in our sessions being something different but i think what's really important when it comes to authenticity as a coach is to be able to manage our ego and to be honest because at times we can be unauthentic in moments in within our coaching sessions and one of the things that we we teach on a certification program is that as you mentioned earlier on Adele that openness that transparency with our clients and I feel sometimes our ego wants to stop us from being open on how we're feeling as a life coach or what's going on for us or if we we've missed information we're scared to ask that question because our ego doesn't want us to but again that links for me to uh inauthenticity inauthenticity sorry I get that right Uh, unauthenticity um so, for example you know if you're in there and your mind's distracted you you've had something going on in your life and you know you cannot focus and you've missed information that the client shared our ego can say just pretend that you know it. pretend don't ask it you don't want to look stupid you don't do that but actually if you're an authentic coach you'll say sorry you know i've had a lot going on with my with my life at the moment and i just missed that i was drifting away i just missed what you were saying there could you just share that with me again a lot of coaches are scared to take that approach because they want to be seen as you know, they think it's a, a lack or a damage to their reputation or their integrity, but actually having that authenticity within that space and being able to ask those open honest questions provides so much more value and so much benefit and really shows who you truly are in that space.
1: I totally agree with what you're saying there, um, because it's if you don't do that, you're not really there and present for your client. And that again, comes back to your core values. What are your core values? If honest, honesty is one of your core values, you will be honest with your client. And that is going to build your relationship with your client. Because you're going to have times that your client is going to drift off and that can have a reverse effect because then the client is going to feel, okay, I drifted over and um, I didn't quite get the, the question. So the client is going to pull back. So it's it, for me, it's a two-way street. And what you're going to give out is what you're going to get back. So if that relationship is not open and built of trust and um, being safe for both client and coach, you're going to get stuck and you're not going to move forward in your coaching sessions. And it's going to not be of benefit to the coach and the client. I'm
0: just thinking out loud on a different angle, you know, if you are an if you are an authentic coach and you bring authenticity into coaching that also talks about your own skill development right Uh, situational handling right? your own skill development how much you are learning from the industry like you mentioned there the ego will not come into play because you want to put the best for your client and to do that you will do whatever it takes to upskill yourself continuously and you know, you will seek out that information. You will be constantly learning from other coaches, from the indes- like industry best practices and other things. So I think that also plays a very important part in the authenticity, where you don't assume that you know everything, but uh, you know you also keep an open mind towards learning and continuously improving yourself to give the best to your client.
2: Yeah. And that's so important for Jaya, you know, and this is why that continuous professional development is such a key factor in coaching. And as a coach, we should constantly be striving um, to be the best version of ourselves and to continuously learn and grow and and improve what we're doing. It reminded me of a quote and I can't remember who it was that's, that said, it, but, um, when we something along the lines of when we realize that we know nothing, we actually know everything. Um, and those who know everything don't realize that they know nothing. Paraphrasing that quote there, but it's one that comes to mind. Um, but yeah, I think it was a quote by Socrates. I think if I remember rightly, someone like that, but it brings that to mind, we've got to be open to, to continuously learn, to continuously strive to be authentic, yeah, you know, it's and the it, it, part that comes in here as well is that responsibility for you know our mistakes. Being able to hold up as a as a life coach, you are going to make mistakes on the line. You're not going to be perfect every time, and it's being able to spot that and holding yourself accountable and responsible for those mistakes.
1: For me, that's where your self reflection also comes in, and we also learn that in the course that you need to go and reflect after each session with with a client. Um, For me, that's also a key, because you're going to learn from it, and that also comes into your personal development, because if you're not going to reflect after a session, you're also not going to learn, and you're not going to be aware of what you've done maybe wrong or what you've done done good. And in conversations um, with different coaches, you can share that, and you can share your learning, and it all comes to the development. You need to keep growing and keep learning. And again, that's also where ego comes in, is are you going to let your ego keep you back and keep quiet and say, but I've done nothing wrong? Or are you going to be authentic and say, okay, I made some mistakes. This is where I can improve. Um, And that again comes in, how self-aware are you and how confident are you? Um, And for me, that if you don't do these things, it's going to cause you to be stressed and anxious and that, that can come across in your sessions. And as Vijaya said earlier, that, that non-verbal communication is going to come out and your client is going to feel um, that this person is less confident, they're anxious, and um, they're going to ask questions of how good of life coach are you. And that's if you're not having that authenticity, it's going to catch you at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, I really love that. And I'm, you know, just again thinking, like we talked about, you know, self-learning, we talked about reflection, we talked about how we conduct or how the coach uh, also uh, creates an impactful, uh, you know, session, you know, session after session and is authentic whether uh, he or she uh, has something going on. Uh, And I'm also thinking out loud that understanding that it is a People industry where you're dealing with people and many a times you know uh, we bring vulnerability to the table as a client so how you know you don't bring in your assumptions your judgments your past experiences and uh, also constantly try and understand um, people mindset read a lot about that and try and understand that so that the questioning or the space that you're holding uh, is empathetic and you're able to uh, open up the pathway with deep listening. I think that is also very important when uh, we talk about bringing authenticity into the space.
2: Yeah, I've been taking that a bit further. We look at this kind of within module four of our course again. Not to keep mentioning our course, but we, yeah, you know, it's important to mention the authenticity part of this series. The emotional mastery, the importance of emotional mastery in an industry. That we're in in order to be a true imp, one an impactful coach a coach that gives value a coach that's authentic you know someone that's making a real difference you need to be able to master your own emotions and how you handle those in order to really make a difference or help others do the same because essentially it's one of the key things that we do as a life coach is just help people achieve goals and get past challenges but we also help them manage and master their own emotions as well in the situations that they're finding themselves in so it's a really, really great point that you've mentioned, David Jaya. Um, and I just want to take this to a different angle. I just want to ask you another question that, that kind of pops up in our industry as a whole, and I think it kind of affects authenticity. And it's the the we've labelled it the level that we have for it is positive toxicity. Do we think positive toxicity affects authenticity within the coaching industry? So this idea that we always have to be positive, we always have to smile, always see the positive perspective and everything.
1: I think, Paul, you you've really hit it there because you can't always be positive. Life happens. And um, you, if you're always positive but you're having a, a bad time yourself, uh, bad situations and emotions that you need to deal with, it's going to affect your authenticity. Um, and it's like you use the word toxic it is going to be toxic Um, but being just portraying you so positive um, but your actions maybe speak different your body language may 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 show something different once again um, and maybe things that you share out there might might give a different perspective as well and it's going to clash with your own with authenticity, and it's going to have an influence on it. So I totally agree with that statement. And I don't think we have to portray to be positive all the time because we are human. It's it's just not possible. Life is a roller coaster. You've got your ups and downs. Rather be honest about it than try and hide it and say, oh, I'm so positive and my energy is so high and that's going to at the end of the day can cause depression and again, anxiety and again, it can cause stress. So yeah, rather be open. It comes back to the openness that we spoke about earlier.
0: So there are multiple angles to it. Uh, One is, you know, um, even as a coach, um, I think it's best to have a coach right? Um, It's also best to have a coach. It's best to also have a supervisor who is evaluating your okay coaching and giving you feedback that will help you grow and to have a mentor. So, you know, the three of them play very different roles in shaping you and they provide you the support that is needed at all times. Like any profession, this is a profession and we have to build the, we have to bring the professional aspect to the table. If uh, we are going through a time that requires us to take time off from the profession and handle things then we must do it like in any other field right in any area if you are going through something that requires work you need to take some take a break and bring it to the table but when you get into the coaching space you have to uphold what is required from that coaching space and that professional expectation so if you know that does not mean you have to be Positive and energy, but there is a certain decorum that you need to bring into a coaching space. So you have to do the groundwork and be mentally prepared and come prepared to that coaching space with the professional expectation. And this holds true for any industry. That is my take on it. And definitely for us, you know, as an individual, we are not always very positive, but for that, we have to do our uh, groundwork so that we don't bring in those uh, emotions or things that are, um, you know, that we are working on to our professional
2: space. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you both. And, you know, as you're saying, you know, we cannot be positive all the time. Life happens, things are going to happen that are going to make us feel negative emotions. But, kind of, Vijaya, what you're saying there is, you know, we need to have those tools as a coach. We should have those tools, that support that we need to manage that so we don't carry whatever we've got going on into our coaching space. And it's something we go into deep deep into detail on in our course as well um but an interesting point that i've been reflecting on quite recently vijaya that you mentioned is as a coach we should have a coach and what i found is that as a coach we shouldn't have a coach so and i'm going to explain why so i think what we need as a coach is either a coach supervisor or a mentor because we're Unless you've got personal problems, okay. If you've got something going on in your personal life, it's great to have another coach to help you listen to that through and for you to get past those challenges. But what you find is when you've become a coach, you've got those tools and everything in that you in your bag, you can kind of start to manage those emotions yourself. But the role of a coach, supervisor or mentor is more beneficial because it offers more support for you as a life coach in the terms of they can also play the role as a mentor they can guide you in the coaching practice because essentially a coach supervisor is a coach that has more experience um, and uh, more kind of i don't know either higher accreditation or they've been in the industry longer or they've you know they've got more kind of, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but more experience in the industry, and they can guide you. You want to walk that similar path that they've walked. So they can guide you. They can give you pointers and advice on what worked well in their coaching practice, all that sort of stuff. If you have a coach, a coach can't do that. As we know, coaches can't give advice. Um, so, and as a coach supervisor, the supervisor doesn't just give give you guidance and mentor on how to build your coaching practice, but they can also play that role as a coach in that space in terms of holding that space to help you with any personal problems that you're going on and coach you as well so as a supervisor you kind of wear three different hats you wear the coach hat you wear the mentor hat and you also wear the teacher hat as well if you're introducing new models and tools and things into that space so i think as a coach the biggest benefit you can have is to have a coach supervisor or a mentor i think that would offer you much more support than having a coach but definitely before you get into coaching you should have had a coach and experience what coaching is like, the benefit of coaching um, before you start to step into that career.
0: Yeah, that is exactly what I meant. I meant that all three roles play a different part because we were talking about the okay, positive toxicity. If there's something that you need and you need that space, uh, you know, one thing that I also find is it is easier to open up uh, to a coach who is maybe not a part of your everyday life and you know who is sort of impersonal you know and that space gives you that uh, ability to open up also so that is exactly what i meant if there is a need for you to have a coach then you know we should not shy away and say that we have all the tools in the toolkit and you know we can just manage it on our own it is if you feel the need to have a coach for a duration uh, i think we should go ahead and have the coach again it's a very indiv- individualistic Uh, you
2: know, um, choice. Yeah, but it really is, and it's looking at, you know, do I need a business coach? might need a business coach. What is it that you actually need help and support with? You might need a leadership coach. You might need a consultant. It might be a consultancy that you need. It's working out that type of service that you need that support with. That's a good point. Sorry, Adele, you are going
1: to... Yeah, for me, I was just going to say, for me, a coach supervisor makes also more sense Um, because... It's, it's going to help you, as you say, you wear those different hats um, and it's going to help you remove blockers that you might have. Um, if it's something personal, the, the, the hat comes back on. Um, the coach hat comes back on. And once again, um, it can open your mind and the tools that you can't normally, sometimes use those tools on yourself. Um, but the supervisor can again use the coach hat and the supervisor skills and help you out of where you may might be stuck at um, but then as a coach again you need to have that openness and honesty to say listen I need help rather than just try and work things out yourself and using the tools by yourself um, having that authenticity to say listen I need help um, and that openness
2: I think the key thing is understanding what is it that you need that help with. You know, as you've mentioned, if it's personal, if it's emotions based, if it's something going on, and you need that that emotional support or that mental support. Then you know, a coach supervisor can offer that to the coaching hat, or a coach might be more suitable. If it's very serious, you know, it could be therapist. But then as a, the benefit as a coach, having a coach supervisor is they don't just offer that emotional support as a coach, but also you can share practice. You can explain tools and things that have worked in your coaching practice that might benefit them as well. So you can act as a bit of a mentor as a coach supervisor to guide and help the coaches in their coaching practice if the problem is with their practice. Um, but just to bring it back onto track, another thing that pops up into my mind when we think of authenticity in coaching, and I would really, really great to hear your thoughts on this, is I find a lot of coaches, myself included at the beginning, still working on it at the moment as well, um, is I think when it comes to authenticity, there can be a bit of a block with marketing in the coaching industry. I think a lot of coaches can struggle with marketing, get themselves out there, And on my reflections, is it authenticity that puts that block on being able to market yourselves? Because when you look at a lot of marketing strategies, they're very, they can be seen to be very manipulative.
1: I think that links to your values as well, your core values, Um, rather than just uh, authenticity. Um, if you're not that money driven and you don't want to manipulate people like you just used the word, um, it's going to make it more difficult for, for, your, for you to market yourself. But I think what you need to do is to reflect on the way you want to market yourself. Um, and that, again, if you're authentic and your values is aligned in your mind and everything, your actions and words are aligned. You can go out there and market yourself But as a new coach It's definitely difficult um, Is What do you put out there um, So yeah for me It is it is linked But I lean more Be authentic and know what you want And put that out there um, You might not have that Marketing skills Then you get someone that can help you Market um, Market yourself But I don't think it should be a block but it can be a block.
0: Marketing, yes, definitely, because, uh, you know, uh, unless that is also an area and that's a skill required and definitely you know it has its pros and cons and uh, by nature as coaches we are more inclined towards coaching we are more inclined towards developing and being an authentic coach and learning the skills for that so our mindset and may not be towards marketing or how can we put ourselves or what's the best way to put ourselves out there which will uh, you know represent our authenticity align to our values and yet attract people because only when we attract them we can be of service and then we can make the difference that we choose to and we want to make the difference now that is an area in itself and i think it's more about not putting the focus there and not learning that skill and not every skill may be your cup of tea so you may want to uh, get help from someone who is completely in that uh, you know profession but yes the means that they do may not uh, you know you may Find that initial resistance or the block, you know, that is not what I want to do. Or, you know, like for example, if you have, uh, you know, something ends uh, at a particular time or it's only a limited time offer, so there is somewhere a pressure that is being created and, you know, you can feel that it is manipulative, you know. Uh, so, but there are different techniques and, like Adele mentioned, how you choose to market it. And once you do that, come with a place that once they sign up, uh, you know, for your service you are going to give them more than enough value for what they have signed up for so what is it that you are also offering them once they come in right i think once you are able to give that value then by word of mouth and then by reference maybe you will get more clients and then you don't have to do that sort of a you know technique which doesn't align with you but that is also a skill and that is required for you to put your service out there and make the impact that you want to make
2: some good points from you both and what's coming to my mind is, you know, the discussions that we had in our book club and we did the Start With Why with Simon Sinek and the difference between kind of manipulation and inspiration. And I think definitely if you're a coach and you're just swinging towards the authentic side, you are authentic coach um, and you're your true self, then it's looking at how you inspire people through your marketing rather than manipulate them. Um, and for anybody who's listening, if you haven't read the book, Start With Why uh, is a great book to look at to really start to to shape how you get your business out there and get your business seen um all on the basis that people don't buy what you do they buy why you do it and if you sell your why then you're inspiring people if you sell your what then you're just trying to manipulate them and i think it was a a powerful lesson that that we all learned um as we went through that book in our book club but no, great discussion um, and just to bring it to a bit of a close, um, coming up to the 30 minute mark, which is fantastic. Um, what would be the one practical tip or one point you would like to share with our listeners today on the importance of authenticity in coaching?
1: For me is be in touch with yourself, be real, stick to your values. Um, and. Make sure that your words, your actions, and everything is completely aligned, and just be yourself. For me, that that that's so important because if you're not going to be yourself, you you're not authentic. Uh, that that that's just for me a key point.
0: Authenticity is never spoken about. It's not a skill. It's an attribute, and it's a continuous journey of being your authentic self. So as much as you work to hone your skill and to put your best self there for your client, work to be authentic and, uh, you know, hone that authenticity and be true to that. I think, I think that is very important. You need to do that work first, understand it, what it stands for you and do the work, continuous work.
2: I think you've both beautifully covered that that really well in terms of your final points. I think the only thing I would, would add to that is on that, you know be yourself but at the same time strive to be a better version of yourself so don't just stay as you are be who you are but strive to always be better and continuously grow so thank you so much Vijay and Adele for uh, an absolutely great discussion uh, lots of different angles covered there on authenticity Um quite a hard, hard thing to define as you mentioned Vijay. it's an attribute not a skill so it's difficult for us to 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 kind of master that without giving ourselves that deeper inner reflection so thank you so much for some really great wisdom today some really great experience shared from both of you i really really appreciate it and if anybody's tuned in if you're listening to this podcast we'd love to hear your views on the importance of authenticity in coaching if you have an article if you want to be published on our website if you want to join one of our webinars we'd be more than happy to get you involved in a further discussion you can drop us an email at the hub at coachingminds.co.uk that's the hub at coachingminds.co.uk and we'd be happy to bring you on board and hear what you have alternatively you can just put down your thoughts in the comments box below wherever you're listening to this whether it's in our hub whether it's through our anchor platform wherever it is please drop and let us know your thoughts on this topic and a huge thank you again Vijaya and Adele I look forward to having you both on our future podcasts for some more great discussions (laughs) Thank you.